This is a Rooster Teeth production. September 12, 1857. A sidewheel steamer named the SS Central America sinks off the coast of North Carolina. Hundreds of people died in what was one of the worst maritime disasters at the time. But also aboard the ship was millions of dollars in gold. What happened next would cause a financial meltdown in the U.S. that would be felt for years to come. Yeah, don't put that much gold on a ship. Don't put enough gold on a ship that you can sink an economy. Especially the American economy, baby. USA. <laughs> yeah. Nothing can sink us. They're not patriots. It's not just that. It's not just the economy. Like, what happens after that? It, it, this whole thing is bananas. This is the craziest story I think we've done. A proud really? tradition of putting all our money in the worst places. Well, because this, this like, has legal problems happening. There's, like, legal stuff around this shipwreck happening Almost today. No, it still is. Oh, it, it still is gone going. Okay, good. As we speak. Yes. yes. Okay, good. Well, we might as well start the show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Charlotte. I'm Patrick. I'm Brian. Oh, and welcome aboard ship. It's the fan of podcast about some of history's most notable O's and whoopsies on the high seas. Check if ship hits the fan is right for you. Talk to your doctor. Anyway. Ship hits the fan does cause, um, in rare cases, death. Yeah. Yeah. Or smelly butt syndrome. Mm-hmm. It could go either way. It's a 50 Blood 50 clotting. But what? Blood, Blood clotting. clotting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Dizziness. For sure. Yeah. yeah. All Don't right. take if you take nitrates for chest pain. Definitely and in not. in very rare cases, pregnancy. Yeah. You're not going to want the, to mix those. Oh, I see what you're saying. The it podcast. causes pregnancy. Yeah. The podcast. Yeah. In, in very rare cases. Very rare I'm cases. I'm going to read my, my, <laughs> very stu- my, rare cases. my stupid intro. <laughs> Because uh, I know everyone's waiting for it. Uh-huh. They haven't pulled out of their parking spots yet for the commute. They're like, I can't go until yeah. this dumb uh, thing starts. For man to think he could ever best the sea was a grave error. For pride and strength are no match for the cruel machinations of a vengeful woman such as the sea. A raw deal to be sure. But you know what's a great deal that you should really consider getting in on now is gold-backed Toyota? cryptocurrencies. Oh, okay. Yeah, th- no, not Toyota. Uh, real gold can sink below the waves, but the blockchain will always offer high and dry yeah. refuge. So use code the dip hits the fan to get absolutely <laughs> That's not true. nothing. That's, yeah, there's no code. I had it baked in. I had it baked in. There's no. There's no offering. I know, but the way the way you are, people probably think it's real. Listen, you, they I, look at you and they think you're crypto. I mean, it's person. real. Yeah, Don't listen to them. It's yeah. real. It's yeah. it's all real. We're, we're part of the new Ethereum merge. Mm-hmm. We're more uh-huh. eco-friendly now. You're yes. going to want to get in on a gold-backed stablecoin as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just buy gold. That's too easy. <laughs> no, also yeah. known yeah. as gold. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, that's the joke, no, no. Brian. If you have gold, sell it so you can buy a gold-backed Ethereum uh, <laughs> yeah, blockchain. Yeah. It whatever. just makes sense. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm just hearing that. A, Why are we talking about? I'm this? just hearing now that a server barge has sunk off the off the coast of Galveston. Oh no! Yeah, so it's this all gone. This is what happens when you're when you're on the gold standards. Ships full of gold sinking. Yeah, I mean, so all y'all who want to go back to the gold standards, this is what you get. And it, I mean, admittedly, it is kind of cool. Yeah. Well, I think gold floats. No. Really? It's like the heaviest. <laughs> no way. No, it's like the heaviest float, no. element. Yeah. Not if you fill it with air. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Look, can I tell y'all about the SS Central America, please? Please. Yeah, please. 
The story of the SS Central America begins with the California Gold Rush. You, oh. Yeah, it does. You probably know the story of the rush to Northern California in the mid-1800s. That's when hundreds of thousands of people flocked to the area after news broke that gold had been discovered. Uh, shouts out 49ers fans, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool namesake. Cool namesake, I but I, any team named after a number, is that's a stupid and lazy. That's, and that's true of the 76ers it, as it well. Is, uh, it I'm is not dumb. going to take it's the bait. It's really dumb. I'm not going to take the bait. You don't, the sudden, it's not bait. Stop. It's not bait. Stop. Trust the process, okay? Because, See, you know, I, you Sam Presti and, and, and Daryl Morey now, they have about, it figured I don't out. I care about Daryl and Sam. I'm saying the name is stupid. <laughs> well, I, Sam, I'm sorry. That was the Oklahoma City Thunder. They also have the process. But Thunder is, that's a cool name. They should do that. They should be the Philadelphia Thunder. They can't do that. And the 76ers is a great name. Sure. It's a cool so, name. Basically, Thank I was you, Brian. 76. Basically, there we go. There we you go. entirely took the bait then, though. No, I didn't take the bait. You said there was no bait. You took, you got the, the sudden influx of gold reinvigorated the American economy, and the rapid population increase allowed California to quickly obtain its statehood and, you know, status as a coastal elite. Uh -huh. uh, the episode itself is an iconic period in American history. But by 1857, the gold rush had mostly petered out as gold became scarcer and the, and the stocks of companies involved in gold collapsed. Oh, no. Well, it's a good thing they learned their lesson early. Yeah. You know? And this never happened again. Never, ever. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> to shore up their reserves, several banks in New York arranged for a large shipment of gold from California to be shipped from the San Francisco Mint to the East Coast. Now, keep in mind, travel was very different back then. I mean, you take yourself back to 1850. The airplanes were a lot slower. The airplanes. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have the interstate. You couldn't just yeah. hop on. You had to go through every single little town. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, the, a lot the, of layovers. The airplanes were pulled by ox. Yeah. An ox. Yeah, uh, and they didn't fly. <laughs> they didn't fly. No, just dragged <laughs> along the floor of a valley. This was also long before the days of transcontinental rail. So the approximately nine tons of gold was shipped down from California to Panama in the summer of 1857, where it would then be transported up the eastern seaboard of the U.S. Yeah. I suppose before we had the canal, even, you had to just, yeah. you know. It's just because Panama Panama is a very thin. small, yeah, yeah, it's a narrow country, I guess. So it's easy to, it's the best place to travel. There's, there's a reason land. the canal was not put across Mexico. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Although that would have been funny, very harmful and bad, you know, for the country. But Pretty cool. if they didn't sure. think to go to the thinnest part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this trip by sea, while circuitous, could take as little as 24 days, whereas crossing the land across the continent could take up to five months. Mm -hmm. And there's the risk of getting caught in a snowy pass and eating your uh, compatriots, even in the yeah. summer. Yeah. That's just how life was in those days. In the US. And days. you could get like <laughs> raided by Indians who are totally in the right to raid you. I mean, yeah, you're, yeah. There's a lot of things that could go wrong here. California still had grizzly bears back then. Now we just have one. No. Oh, on the flag? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, this was right before the grizzly bear rush. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there there are varying reports as to how much gold was in the ship, the ship that would take it up the east coast of the U.S., but it was a lot, we can all agree, with a present-day value ranging from $500 million to more than $750 million. Damn, that's a lot of clams. Mm -hmm. Regardless, once it reached Panama, the gold was taken across the country by rail to its eastern coast, 
where it was loaded into a ship called the SS Central America. So yeah, they would still do the route, but they had to march it down to Panama, rail across, then get on the ship. Yes. It was analog, analog back then, baby. Yeah, things used to be different, you know? That's right, better. When men were men. Mm-hmm. But now we get to talk about the ship itself. The SS Central America was a 280-foot sidewheel steamer that sailed between the east coast of the U.S. and Central America, hence the name. Uh, At the time, it was operating under a federal mail contract, and its job was to transport the gold along with hundreds of passengers up the east coast and finally to New York. They always are mixing. It's like, well, this is some of the most important cargo imaginable. Let's put 500 strangers on board, too. Yeah, to fund the trip. Just take even though one this gold is our block, entire, yeah. even though the entire U.S. economy is aboard this ship, also. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 roll the dice a little bit. Let's add a little randomizer to. Yeah, it yeah, now. yeah. Hey, I was thinking we don't have enough just people involved <laughs> in this. Not that that ended up being the problem. I don't think, but no, but you know. it would have been Still better strange. if there was no Still one strange. on board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we can all agree. Yeah. The Central America's captain was William Herndon, a distinguished officer who had served during the Mexican-American War and explored the Amazon Valley. So it was in very good hands. The ship left Panama on September 3rd, 1857, with 477 passengers and 101 crew. Yep. First leg of the trip, pretty routine. They stopped in Havana, in Cuba, and then afterwards continued north. Oh, so this was like, I don't know why, but... I was imagining it, ha- I think because it's called Central America, I was imagining this happening off of Central America. I think it just originated no. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Curious. Do go on. <laughs> okay. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I, I really never thought I'd see oh, the okay. day. Cool. <laughs> that cool. is so strange. Okay. <laughs> just so, just so amazed casually. <laughs> huh. It's... That is strange. The most uninteresting. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. wow. Anyway. Okay. Weird. Huh. That is, that's super weird. I, I got to tell mm-hmm. someone about that. Hold on. Did you know? All right, move on. <laughs> oh, sorry. I drew out your bit. So they're headed north, but by September 9th, the weather started to deteriorate when the Central America reached the coast of the Carolinas. Winds picked up, gradually reaching gale forces. As the next day broke, Conditions continued to get worse, with the Central America getting tossed about in raging waves as passengers remained below decks. At this point, the ship was in the middle of a Category 2 hurricane. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, uh, to any of listeners that have not experienced a hurricane, it's crazy. It, it, it is an absurd uh, thing of nature. I guess a mail ship, rain, sleet, snow, but no hurricane. Yeah. To think about Why, that. Have you been in a hurricane? I mean, like, they used to, we get tropical storms all the time near Philly, and then I was on the coast sometimes when they were close. Um, I've not been in, like, a Category 4, like, but, you right. know. I picture at that time a reporter going outside, like, dramatically on a telegraph machine, uh-huh. you know, just uh, just for the visual. Yeah, hand to the ear, but they just have a, t- there's no camera. I'm standing out <laughs> yeah. here, and the winds are a lot. There's a street sign floating by in the street, and um, children screaming out of windows. Yeah. Mr. Brady, have you gotten the photo yet? <laughs> Those don't exist. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, 1857. Getting... Yeah, they had them. Daguerreotypes. Yeah. 
Kind of, yeah. Well, they had it I on know the ship. they did because there's a lot that were recovered from mm-hmm. the ship. That's but, yeah. right. That's very good, Patrick. Yeah. Nicely done. <laughs> okay, that's, I'm not gonna engage. There you go. Yeah, I'm learning. <laughs> By the morning of September 11th. Oh no. Yeah, never good. Don't do anything risky on that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ship had started to take on water, and it was tossing violently in the rough waves. Winds gusting up to 105 miles per hour as heavy water shredded the ship's sails. At noon that day, the ship's boiler could no longer maintain fire. Steam pressure dropped, shutting down both bilge pumps. Do you know Seth MacFarlane was supposed to be on this boat? Is that true? <laughs> yeah. I heard of Mar- uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Mark could have saved him. He there did. it is. If, I think maybe the there. third time we've we've done this exchange on this show. Uh, I don't know. A lot of bad <laughs> stuff happens on September 11th, so just it makes sense that we cover a lot and of And when Mark Wahlberg is involved. <laughs> yeah. It's, yep. Yep, this is true. But yeah, at this point, at this point, if the boiler's out and the sails are shredded, it's just a floating object now. A very yeah, you, heavy floating object. There is nothing you can do. I imagine you can't even like like you could turn the wheel, but <laughs> well, <laughs> what the fell is it Captain do? Herndon learned a few things in the Amazon Valley, and it's okay. that you don't give up that easily, Patrick. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's fun. He yeah. informed the passengers that the Central America was in danger and he called for a bucket brigade of all men to bail water from the ship. Now that's a sports team name. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know this is a different time, but if I'm on a ship and the captain orders all men who can carry a bucket to the deck or whatever to start bailing water, I'm I'm looking for a way off immediately. Look for a lifeboat. Yeah, that is not... Once you once you got guys with buckets swarming the <laughs> ship, trying to you know, and you're in the ocean and sinking, it's yeah, that's you're in a bad. When you're when your best solution is a bucket, you're screwed. Oh yeah, Patrick's in a bucket to sneak off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very large bucket. Yeah, well, it's not the last time the captain called upon the passengers to help right the ship. Uh, at one point, it listed sharply to its starboard side, right, and the captain ordered all the passengers to the opposite side to keep it from capsizing. Oh, my God. Okay, now that had to be a little fun. Oh, like, yeah, at of least course. Some of the like, kids whoa. Whoa. whoa, mommy, I'm having fun. Yeah, <laughs> You're about to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's an, it wasn't to write the ship. It was a fun distraction. Yeah. He keeps blowing his whistle like Kurt Russell in Miracle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's bad. It's really bad. The crew flew the ship's flag inverted as a distress signal to passing ships, but none came, probably because there was a hurricane on. Yeah. During a calm period of the hurricane, though, assuming the eye, yeah. attempts were made to get the boiler running again, but these failed. Great. And then guess what? What's that? The second half of the storm struck. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's more. Imagine not knowing that that's how hurricanes work because it's the 1850s and you're like, finally, it's over. Oh, I think it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Praise board the, the SS Central America and we are running back and forth. I'm touching my ear when I do that. I know this is an yeah. audio medium, but I can't help it. But yeah, the second half of the storm struck and without power, the ship was carried along with the storm and the strong winds would not abate. Then help arrived the next morning. Hooray. Yeah, September 12th. Hey. Two ships were spotted in the distance, including a brig named the Marine. About 150 passengers, mostly women and children, made their way over to the Marine in lifeboats. It was just John Cena floating yeah. in the water, and they bailed him out. <laughs> he bailed them out. Chasing right? Robert Patrick. <laughs> 
I think the villain of that movie. Patrick, that, I think uh, yeah, so. I mean, he was definitely in his heyday then. No. The hurricane has been compromised <laughs> to a permanent end. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's good to have a story. I mean, a lot of death in this story, but it's good to have one where the women and children are not getting the brunt of the yeah. uh, casualties. I just want to say it's too bad they didn't have a frog man on board. No, we can't. <laughs> we can't do it again. We can't I do it. I tried to tell them, don't, don't fill it with gold. That's too much. But that scab Hulk Hogan said it would be fine. And he told Vince it would be okay. And now look at what happened. You got to panic. Even though this was a disaster for the economy, <laughs> I still think the gold standard is what we need to get back to. There's still... Yes, it was... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a tragedy, but you know a bigger tragedy is quantitative easing. And I feel if we audit the Fed, we can get to the bottom of this. <laughs> All right. We got to make sure to do these bits in 15-second increments so they're easily skippable. No, no, no. It's good because I think this is – it's nice to have a through line in a season of a podcast. Yeah. That makes it yeah. feel like TV. Ooh. <laughs> the governor – the good governor – Ventura is only ever just around the corner on Chip Hits the Fan, so be aware. He, mm-hmm. he can come from nowhere. I'm always underneath the surface where Frogman, like I said before, like others he said. Frogman. <laughs> I, huh. The XFL was some of the best football I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh-huh. The historian Norman Clare wrote that some passengers, as if to illustrate how little value was the gold, brought out bags and scattered it on the floor, asking all who wanted money to help themselves. I don't care about this anymore, but but you guys might. Mm-hmm. I, I guess. Kind of uh, mixed. But anyway, yeah. Because of the intense winds and heavy waves, the Central America was pulled away and further rescue attempts were impossible. I feel like putting gold in your pockets at that point would be like freezing your body and hoping that somehow it's going to work out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like a classic folly, right? Like letting wealth keep you from making it out like Indiana Jones, Muppet Treasure Island. Uh Put these heavy things in your pockets. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So you can be alive and rich. Why wouldn't you want both? Yeah. Right? Look, we all know how expensive getting into new state-of-the-art technology can be. If you've ever shopped for electric bikes, you probably needed to sit down when you saw the price tags. Electric e-bikes cost way less than other e-bikes without skimping on quality or features. And price isn't the only reason electric e-bikes are for everyone. They fold in half for easy storage and come fully assembled with free shipping. Plus, customize your e-bike with seat padding, size, and suspension options to maximize comfort. I got an electric e-bike, and I can confirm it is super comfortable. Uh, everything is very adjustable. The handlebars, the seat, so you can get it just right. It's super fun to ride. It's really fast. I love just kind of cruising around my neighborhood on it or, you know, going running errands and stuff. The electric e-bike's mission is simple. Make everyday e-biking adventures accessible to the masses. It's surprisingly affordable. Definitely the best bang for your buck in the e-bike industry. It's got fantastic features and quality at an unbeatable price. Electric e-bikes have a powerful removable battery, a bright LCD display, seven-speed gearing, and five levels of pedal assist to power your ride. 
That's why they got 200,000 dedicated riders on the road so far. And speaking of that battery, you can cover up to 45 miles on a single charge. It reaches up to 28 miles per hour with the help of a powerful 500 watt motor. It's just a way more eco-friendly transportation option. You can explore the great outdoors or the city without the carbon footprint of a car. Hop on and ride with electric e-bikes during their fall sale. Go to electricebikes.com and save up to $150 on a 2.0 e-bike purchase. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Your loved ones are complex, beautiful mysteries, not unlike the sea, but Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want, whether you're shopping for mom, dad, teenagers, in-laws, or your best friends. And you know, any one of those people could be your best friend. Uncommon Goods makes it easy to find remarkable and truly original gifts for anyone. Uncommon Goods wants your holiday season to be stress-free, so check out their selection of thousands of items today. I have a few favorite things on Uncommon Goods. First of all, the thank you daisies. They send you a pot, soil pod, seeds, and then you mix it all up with water, put it out in the sun, and uh, it is a shame, I tell you, that this is an audio medium because... Boy, are those puppies growing. They sprouted up within days. It is so cool. I, it is, it's the best. I also bought some long triangle earrings with sort of like a bluish uh, glass in them. Really, really cool. Uh, ideally, you're buying these for other people, but you know what? Treat yourself, right? Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the U.S. And who knows what holiday shipping is going to look like. So please get on it fast. Shop now and take care of it early. And then there's Uncommon Experiences, which are more than virtual classes. They're unexpected opportunities to have fun and connect in new ways from tarot card reading, romantic map making, cooking, and mixology classes, and more. No matter what they're into, Uncommon Goods has the perfect gift. From art and jewelry to kitchen, home and bar, it's got something for everyone, not just the same lackluster gifts you could find just anywhere. When you shop... At Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. So to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash ship hits fan. That's uncommongoods.com slash ship hits fan for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. No more rescues. Uh, that part's over. And finally, the inevitable occurs at 8 p.m. that evening, the Central America sinks. Mm -hmm. A passing Norwegian ship, the Ellen, managed to rescue an additional 50 people from the waters. Oh, so there were more. Yep. Uh, another three were picked up over a week later in a lifeboat. Good Lord. But yeah. the final death toll was massive. About 425 people were killed. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that... I, 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 I'm at a point with this show where it's like, oh, fine, that's not bad at all. No, I've heard it's worse. Actually pretty yeah. good, yeah. We're so jaded. I was actually able to hide about a thousand gold coins in the dimple in my chin, and I was very wealthy when I made it to shore. If anyone were ever to find my off-grid homestead in Mexico, where I live for six months of the year, they'd be very rich. Okay, I can tell you that. <laughs> I drive my bike down with my wife. No helmet. Because they don't have helmet yeah, laws. Yeah, right. Exactly. For the we, are, we are, though needless to say, highly armed. <laughs> so yeah, Herndon, the captain, he did go down with the ship, while others clung to wreckage or bobbed about in hollow, tin, or cork-filled life preservers. 
the SS Central America came to rest 8,000 feet below the surface, about 160 miles offshore of Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. And along with the shipwreck lay a fortune in gold that would have massive ramifications in the U.S. economy. Oops. Yeah. Whoopsies. Aw, dang. All our gold is 8,000 feet below the surface (laughs) of the ocean. Rats. Dang. Like, we don't have the technology to easily get that now. They really didn't have it back then. Oh, yeah. I wonder how much of the, like, how much was that? Like, in terms of, I don't know, how much money did the U.S. have? Oh, I, I don't know. At the time, to, that, like, well, losing that much is... 50 to 750 million in today's dollars? I feel like it was surmountable, I guess, but, like... Well, today's, yeah, like, I don't know. So I, I don't know the conversion. This was back at a time when individual people had more money than the government. Right. Too. Like yeah. John D. Rockefeller and, and people like that. So it's also, this yeah. was substantial. This is pre a lot of the industry that today makes it. Well, it's it's uh, pre-Civil War. So quite a lot yeah. of upset yeah. coming. And not yeah. even have we reached the Industrial Revolution. So, yeah, I guess just a bunch of disparate uh, pockets of wealth probably across cities. So initially, the media focused its attention on the massive loss of life. <laughs> Try again, media. <laughs> Reporters described the sinking of the Central America as appalling and as having no parallel among American maritime disasters. Well, buckle up, guys. It's about to get even worse mm-hmm. in the next hundred years. Uh, anyway, two U.S. Navy ships were later named in the captain's honor, as well was the town of Herndon, Virginia. Uh, An interesting side note, Herndon's daughter, Ellen, married Chester Allen Arthur two years later, who would become the 21st president of the United States. Dang. Okay. That old dog. Not a memorable one, but a a one. A president. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, a president. There's only been so many of those. Yeah. yeah. Drain the swamp, I say. (laughs) But in addition to the loss of life, the sinking of the Central America and all of its gold, which was intended to shore up banks in New York also contributed to the Panic of 1857, which was a financial panic in the U.S. that led to a severe recession. Cool. It was also considered the first real global economic crisis. Oh, but not the last. No, not the last. Looking forward to the next one. I love an economic crisis that's based on fear, not actual... (laughs) A mind game. Shortages or surpluses. I think this is before the banks realized that they could... uh, Profit off of fear mm-hmm. and and weaponize it. I mean, I guess they did lose five hundred million dollars to the bottom of the ocean. So I guess there was some basis for a, a bit of a panic, perhaps. But <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah, a war against hurricanes was waged. yeah, yeah, due in part to the loss of the gold from the SS Central America. American banks did not recover from the panic until after the Civil War. Mm. I just picture America as a country being in one of those Halloween fright rooms or something. When I think <laughs> of a panic. Like there's a scary, uh, there's uh, a scary cassette uh, playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah! someone like holding a chainsaw over their own head, but they've got chains holding them onto the wall. Uh huh. Yeah. It's very scary. In the aftermath of the sinking, the SS Central America became known as the Ship of Gold for obvious reasons, given the amount of treasure that was lost on the ship. Oh yeah. And as you might imagine, a ship full of gold attracted fortune seekers. Over time, the lost ship became known as America's greatest treasure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah, an still incredible there. amount of money sitting at the bottom of the ocean. And I think they like Just sitting there. They like kind of knew where it was, right? 160 miles off Charleston. Yeah. 8,000 feet. <laughs> easy. Yeah, easy. Next. Uh-huh. Huh, how about that? Yeah, but I mean, despite uh, the fortune seekers, the ship remained at the bottom of the Atlantic for more than 130 years. 
until 1988. So any previous fortune seekers just had to kind of like sit and go, dang, would be cool to have that. But anyway, in 1988, that is when a group led by the American Tommy Gregory Thompson found it using a remotely operated vehicle. Thompson, an ocean engineer from Ohio, had spent years analyzing the route of the vessel and developing the technology to seek it out. He persuaded investors to give him more than $12 million to finance the extensive search and salvage operation. And it worked. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got their money's worth for sure. Uh, yes. Not without a fight, but they got it. Yeah. From 1988 to 1991, the team recovered hundreds of gold bars, coins, and other precious artifacts worth tens of millions of dollars. Eventually, the group would recover about $150 million in gold, including an ingot weighing 80 pounds that later sold for a record $8 million and was recognized as the most valuable piece of currency in the world at the time. I hope everyone on that ship was stuffing their pockets, too. I would imagine. You have to, right? Oh, Some yeah. people must have yeah. made out okay. Yeah. Gamble it away as soon as you get home. But there was immediate controversy over who was entitled to the loot from the Central America, mm -hmm. of course. Almost 40 insurance companies sued the recovery group, claiming that they had the right to the treasure because they had paid damages at the time for the lost gold. That is so The time being insane. 130 yeah, years, years prior. Ago. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good thing about so many of our insurance companies being ancient institutions, uh -huh. is that they can remember <laughs> 1857. Meanwhile, the treasure hunting team argued that the gold had been abandoned. After a legal battle, 92% of the gold was awarded to the Discovery Team in 1996, so good yeah. for them. Yeah. It had been abandoned. They were right. I mean, it had it been. It had yeah. been. Also, I think, yeah. shut up. Are you in, Are you kidding? Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, they know. They know yeah, that's ridiculous. Course, but they're like, it's just like, we oh, have a here's, claim. A, here's a way to get try. a ton of money. Why yeah. not? Yeah. We got we got bored lawyers on staff. Let, let's, let them, let's let them try. Exactly. At 8%, they've exactly. paid the retainer. I, I don't know. <laughs> But then there was yet another scandal involving the treasure with Thompson's investors claiming that they were never paid. Oh God. Thompson was later sued by several people who had financed the expedition as well as members of his crew all trying to collect their share of the gold. Wow, okay. In response, Thompson gave them all what they were entitled to. Uh-huh. Nope, he went into hiding in 2012. Uh, cool. Yes. He was found three years later and was extradited to Ohio, where he was found in contempt of court for refusing to cooperate in the recovery of 500 coins missing from the loot. Since that time, he has been held in federal prison. This is why nerds can't be given money. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, it's it's odd. like he like got arrested in like Boca Raton with his girlfriend and like he wouldn't tell him where the coins were. Of course not. And like you should see the picture like the picture when he was like the media darling doing the search. He's just a nerdy dude holding up a gold coin to his eye his eye. Mm -hmm. When he got arrested, he looked like John McAfee. Like yeah, clearly yeah. that money was like a curse. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. This is the, the, the curse of wealth. So is why, you know, if you get into crypto, you know, <laughs> you'll be just as bad, but have nothing to your name. Uh -huh. But yeah, Stephen Tiggs, a lawyer representing one of the investors suing Mr. Thompson, told the New York Times in 2020 that Mr. Thompson holds the keys to his release. All he has to do is tell the court where the gold really is, sign that power of attorney and otherwise assist in getting the gold back to the United States and he's out, Mr. Tiggs said. 
But Thompson has said he doesn't know where the gold is and has told prosecutors that the gold has been turned over to a trust in Belize. Hang on. So he's still in prison? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. As of the last article I checked, which I think was like a year ago. So I and I I checked. I feel if he had gotten out, I would have found. That. Yeah. So I think he's still in the big house. It looks like he's been there for about maybe like seven years for like contempt of court. If he yeah. hasn't been, it's just contempt. So what the hell? They can just hold, they can just hold him until okay indefinitely. Makes Has sense. He been I sent? say free I free Tommy Thompson. Free sure. Him. At this point, who cares? Who cares? If you have twelve million to borrow, you can afford to lose twelve million. I say. <laughs> well said, Patrick. Thanks. Well said. He found that gold. He shouldn't have to tell him. Like he found it. He's in trouble. I mean, for he should pay his people. He found. He should pay his people. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. It's it's real pirate hours out here for Tommy Thompson. Mm -hmm. Just uh, it is funny because it's just like look, I either tell you about it and lose hundreds of millions of dollars, or I spend like I don't know a few more years in prison and leave with hundreds of millions of dollars straight to Belize. It's not in Belize. I mean that money's not in Belize. So he knows where it is. Uh, could be in Belize. Yeah, it's like the last scene of Shawshank. It's under a rock somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's probably at his place in Ohio, but who wants to go to Ohio? Right, no one's willing to go to look. Oh! oh. Got him. Gotcha. Sorry to all our Ohioan <laughs> listeners. Uh, we like <laughs> Cedar Point. Sure, Yeah. whatever. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, so in addition to these... Uh, supposedly turned over to a trust in Belize, missing gold coins, lots of other artifacts from the Central America have been preserved. Many were kept in storage in three different states, Maryland, Massachusetts, and Ohio, until a court-approved settlement was reached, ending a decades-long ownership dispute. In addition to gold, also salvaged from the ship's wreckage, were daguerreotypes, an older form of photographs. In the 1850s, photography became hugely popular, and people who had gone in search of gold in California would send photographs to loved ones back home. The photos on board the Central America were published earlier this year, which were still intact despite being underwater for more than a century. It's partly because, due to photography methods at the time, they were sealed off from the watery environment in a case, some of which were made in wood covered in leather. One photo in particular showed a mysterious young woman, leading some to call it the Mona Lisa of the Deep. <laughs> That's a cool It one. is a cool photo. Like, yeah. and the, the quality of it is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Bob Evans, a scientist and historian uh, of mac and cheese in the microwave. You ever have a Bob Evans mac and cheese? It's good. You get them at the grocery Mashed potatoes? Ready so just made like, meals? Is that like a Stouffer's? It's kind of like a Stouffer's, okay. yeah. Anyway, Bob Evans, a scientist and historian who has been researching the SS Central America since 1983, called the images an interesting piece of lost United States history. Mm -hmm. He added, it brings across the humanity involved in this event in ways that almost nothing else does. He told CBS News in 2018 that the sinking of the Central America was a largely forgotten moment in American history because a few short years after that, the Civil War broke out. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, ending with a different side wheel steamer uh, going under. <laughs> yeah, big wars always like kill everything. They just like they they suck up all the air in the room. Yeah, it was yeah. the best time for ships. It was the worst time for ships. Yeah, nearly one thousand recovered items include a pair of the earliest known Gold Rush era canvas work pants, jeans <laughs> with a button fly that were possibly made by Levi Strauss himself. Wow. Yeah, the Bard. Yeah. 
<laughs> Legends of denim. <laughs> uh, also recovered were pistols, brass luggage tags, passengers' ticket receipts, galley utensils and dishes, ornate flint glass wine, and spirits decanters that appear to have been a standard amenity in the first-class staterooms eyeglasses in solid gold frames, and chewing tobacco in a pouch apparently from the 1851 London World's Fair. There's always there's always eyeglasses recovered. Yeah, because... always yeah, eyeglasses. I mean, yeah, it's just, it falls off and, you know, it's mine'll, not biodegradable. Mine will be with me until the end. <laughs> yeah. Many of the recovered items were on display earlier this year in Reno, Nevada, and they will be auctioned off later this year. Okay. Before they are eventually rightfully returned to the sea. Yeah, before they're sued by some insurance company. Yeah, this is the cause of climate change, is that we've taken a, a, a grave plunder from her. <laughs> she Once, wants it back? This is why the sea oh, levels okay. are rising, because she's trying to get to Reno. Yeah. Uh, and it's not the first time treasure from the Central America has been auctioned off. In 2019, multiple relics from the shipwreck hauled in more than $11. Wait. <laughs> it's got to be million, right? It's got to be million, right? <laughs> it's got to be million. Sorry. <laughs> more than $11 at auction. <laughs> if you're a baby, that's a lot of money. <laughs> uh, it's more than Tommy Thompson's crew got, it sounds like. Yeah, in 2001, an 80-pound ingot was bought by a private collector for a record $8 million, aforementioned as, I think, the single most important piece of currency or valuable Valuable piece of currency. And, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, an awful loss of life um, whose legacy has been largely overshadowed by legal battles over gold. So, God bless America. I don't don't think you get more us than that. Never give up fighting for your gold. Yeah, the, Ameri- the American up. dream is hide it uh, as much as you stealing can. Stealing money from investors and then hiding. Yeah, respect. <laughs> How about that? Huh? They just stole from people. This you feels like a that. parable or something. Just a big pile of treasure, and the people just fight, fight did, over. Did and they make a movie about this? Bodies all around it. I'm sure. Sure. Is this right? what was that Matthew McConaughey movie? I think that was different. Fool's Gold. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't. I know what you're talking about. I don't think that had anything to do with this. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I didn't. A know. time to kill. <laughs> Actually, Sahara is probably closer. Yeah, yeah. To this yeah. than the. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay, so everyone check out Sahara. How to lose a ship in ten days. Nice. Right? Okay. Ghosts of ships. Ships of girlfriends past. Okay. Yeah. That's that's not bad at Look all. Look up the art of this not ship sinking. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Look up the art of the ship sinking. Uh, we'll try to remember to post some daguerreotypes. Uh, really cool, really awful. Um, kind of walking the line that this show rests on firmly. Yeah. Very much in our wheelhouse. Yeah. Our side wheelhouse. Come on. Cool. Oh. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I want an honorable mention foghorn. You may have heard of this one before, but the Global Dream 2 cruise ship was almost the world's largest ever cruise liner. Uh, It practically was, coming in at 1,122 feet, along with 20 decks, and it was capable of carrying 9,000 passengers. Uh Uh-huh. Enormous. How much gold is that? Uh, Upwards of $11 (laughs) worth. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot the million. It's okay, Brian. Just don't Oh, sorry you can't take a joke, okay? (laughs) 
<laughs> we're not going to, if you keep up like that, we're not going to pay you the $12 million owed to you for producing this podcast. For our salvage operation. Oh. <laughs> for salvaging this wreck. That's honestly the, maybe that's the end game of this show is we just end up with a salvage operation. What? That would be cool. Like we leverage, we take I all would... the money from this show. And we open a salvage we operation. We open a salvage operation. Okay. And yeah, I mean, geolocate some of these wrecks yep. and we go and we go get it. We make a bill. You guys love to geolocate. That's one of your favorite things to do. It would when be these two if get I together. had the means. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, this ship, the Global Dream 2, never set sail. Oh, no. Oh, and it's made in voyage. Yeah, the German Hong Kong shipbuilding company that was responsible for building the $1.4 billion ship went uh, mm-hmm. bankrupt in the start of 2022. No. Just before the project was completed. Uh, hold on. I tossed my pencil somewhere oh that's okay we're doing a podcast so you won't need it yeah it's expensive i'm just kidding what's this lacked out she's doing uh she lost a a digital pen of some kind like a stylus okay like you would have like you would have on a phone from 30 years ago how could we finish the podcast without it that's what i was saying it's expensive okay yeah it's a nice thing yeah it's nice listen i just how much did you pay for that thing that you could get a cheaper version of that does the same thing. Not for an iPad, you couldn't. <laughs> Proprietary. Oh, okay. Yeah, also $100. Holy fuck, you got scammed. It was on sale. Yeah, you got scammed. It was on sale. No, that's 100% you got scammed. That's insane. It's not a scam. It is a scam. It's MSRP. Okay. <laughs> Did you finance What am I going to do? Get the iPad and not get the Just pencil? Just get the one on Amazon that's $10. They were both on sale, and the one on Amazon wouldn't do the same thing. Would not Mad Cats worked. makes one that works just yeah. as well. Yeah, get the Mad Cats. I'm in the middle of an honorable mention, okay? Uh, okay go ahead, continue. Apple Pencil users, <laughs> get at us at Chip Hits Pod. Mm-hmm. Apple Pencil Nation, fellow Fellow scammed people who need to commiserate. Uh, I'm not scammed. It's okay. It's okay. Look, it happened <laughs> once. You learned I'm your not lesson. owned. You learned your lesson. The drill tweet. Anyway, um, $1.4 billion ship that went bankrupt at the start of 22, January 10th, I think exactly. Okay. And uh, the owners are so far unable to find a buyer for this monstrosity, oh, uh, Lord. which includes the onboard water park and movie theater, because it's not Why enough not? to just yeah, be yeah. on a ship. Yeah. You don't need any of that stuff. All you need on a cruise is an unlimited drink package. Yeah. Anyway. You know what? I want to be in the mall. Or at the YMCA, not on the ship. Well, yeah. the good news is it's just a mall. Right. But you're stranded in the middle of the ocean. Um, nobody wants to buy it. Oh, no. Possibly because there are still oh. over $200 million in costs expected to finish the ship's construction. Uh. Yeah, and also considering the hit that the cruise industry took during COVID, uh, unsurprisingly, companies aren't exactly lining up to take on the Global Dream 2 and it's uh, yet to be constructed Global Dream 1. And even worse, the company still has the, like, you know, harbor warehouse where it's being constructed, but uh, the owners of that space want to use it to build military vehicle uh, ships, so they need to be out, which means the ship is being sold for scrap. Oh, my God. (laughs) Cementing its legacy. It's literally just tremendous waste. $1.4 billion just flushed down the drain. This thing is huge. God. It is enormous. It's got a mural on the side. It's 
it's it's it is a building as we have said many times and now it is going to be taken apart and surely a great deal of it cannot be broken down for parts that are usable anymore God, any plastics yeah. you know that's yeah. just going on the pacific garbage heap yeah so really great stuff to everyone involved uh big ups huge kudos yeah, uh, we, we're really all excited to see like this. Uh, what exactly this, that, uh, this empty ended. hotel in Vegas it was the same thing. They like built it and then realized something wasn't up to code, and it was like, well, we would have to rebuild the entire thing in order to get it like to get it right. So yeah. instead, we're just going to abandon it and mm -hmm. declare bankruptcy. So there is just like a huge hotel in Vegas that's completely empty on the Strip. Wow. Yeah. Do you think we could stay there? Uh, no, because it is empty. We could ah. try to break in. Okay. Yeah. yeah anyone? I mean, good. anyone can stay anywhere if I they mean, don't. For me, Find you. it's not enough of a gamble to just hit yeah. the tables, right? I gotta have some squat. Skin in the game. You yeah. want to squat? <laughs> I want to squat. Yeah, I want to squat. Anyway, that's uh, that's some stupid um, business uh, scheming, I guess, or failures, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, sorry to anyone that was looking forward to cruising on the Global Dream too. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Not this year, anyway. Uh, or any year. I don't or any think. other yeah, year, because it, it'll be just, scrapped. Just yeah. know that one day you may be using a well-thought-out purchased uh, Apple Pencil that could be made That's with a component a, yeah. from the Global Dream 2. Again, you <laughs> copper? were... Copper? There's probably copper in here. You were scammed. May your bones bleach in these sands. I'm Patrick. I'm Charlotte. I'm Brian. I would never pay more than $10 for a stylus. We've That's never right. even said Thanks our names everybody. at the end. Thanks, you're, everybody. You're making Bye. up an ending. Bye. Follow us at Shipments Pod. Bye.